The Bible Study Podcast, episode 497. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues a study on Christian maturity and community. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. We're in the middle of a study on Christian maturity. We've done three lessons so far. They have been Bible study, fear, and prayer. And today we're going to talk about community. Now, it's very simple to find verses in the Bible that say that we should be in community. I think of verses like Hebrews 10, verses 23 through 25. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Do not give up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another all the more as you see the day approaching. And there are many, many verses like that. There are many places in the Bible where it talks about the church or the fellowship or the body of Christ or all of these sort of things. So I'm going to assume that you know this, but let me just not gloss over that. I love the fact that you're listening to the Bible Study Podcast I trust that you are also in a faith community, that you also have found a church where you can go and be encouraged and be a source of encouragement for others. We are called to do that. So let's just put that out first of all and be really clear about that. And then I want to look at some of the places that give us some insight why that is. And one of the places that we really look at when we want to look at Christian community is Corinthians. 1 Corinthians 12, 13, and 14 are a great place to learn about living in Christian community. Now, I should say the reason why they are is the Corinthian church had some problems with community. They had some problems where they had people who had one gift, and they thought it was better than the people who had that gift, so they were looking down on each other. They were having some people show up late for service and other people had already gotten drunk. I mean, they had some big problems. And it's good for us that they did because Paul writes three important chapters, one right after the other. Chapter 12, which talks about the body of Christ. It's one of the reasons why I call the body of Christ is this particular chapter in the Bible that uses this analogy. Chapter 13, which you probably know best, which is the love chapter. We read it at weddings, but it's not about love between a man and a wife, or it's not really just about that. It was written about the church and how should we treat one another. And then chapter 14 is all about different gifts, because remember they were having some problems with how they were using different gifts and that they were thinking one was more important than the others. Well, let's go here to chapter 12, though, and read about unity and diversity of the body. Just as the body, though one, has many parts— But all its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. For we were baptized by one Spirit, so as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free, and we were given the one Spirit to to drink. Even so, the body is not made up of one part, but of many. Now, if the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, it would not, for that reason, stop being part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason stop being part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? 
but in fact God has placed the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, but one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I do not need you, or the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable, and the parts that we think are less honorable we treat with special honor, and the parts that are unpresentable are treated with special modesty, while our presentable parts need no special treatment. But God has put the body together, given greater honor to the parts that lacked it, so that there should be no division in the body, but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. Now, it's fairly simple to see that this is written to a church that's got some problems. And by the way, if you do find a church, it will have some problems because it's filled with people and people are flawed. (laughs) People are sinful. Uh, We're not perfect. And so we are not going to form a church that's perfect. And the Corinthian church is one of those made of people. But he says, you can't say, because we're different, I don't need you. Or because we're different, you're not as good as me. That we are made different intentionally by God because there are many different things that need to get done. I just was at a ministry meeting at my church, and they were talking about 80 different types of ministries that go on around the church. And, you know, some of them seem rather mundane, like making sure that the slides get changed during the service so that you're not looking at the wrong song and trying to sing a different song, and making sure that the lawn gets mowed, and making sure that the offering gets collected or gets counted or Then there are other things where people are doing quilting and giving those quilts to the foster children, or there's a school and there's the ministry that goes on with the school, or there's the juvenile hall ministry that I'm involved in, or there's the food shelter. There's all of these things that go on. And there are all these things that need to go on too. And I'm always surprised by the people who are interested in the ones that I just think don't at all sound interesting to me or possibly don't even sound important to me. Because what this is saying is God intentionally made you different, wired you different. He had in mind by giving you two hands and two feet rather than four feet that you were going to do different things. The hands and feet are different. They're involved in different ways. And that's the analogy that Paul is trying to use here. And that you were made to fit in to something, right? One eyeball just on its own is just kind of gross. One eyeball, part of the body is just kind of cool because it brings sight to what wouldn't have sight And you and I are made to dwell in community. And we bring special problems sometimes, but we also bring a different way that we are wired that is made to fit. I know that sometimes it seems that's not the case. I know that sometimes it's frustrating that we are different and you just wish everybody was like you. I completely get why Paul is bringing up this argument. But on the other hand, 
there are things that other people can do that I cannot because they are wired differently than me. And finishing up here with Colossians, Colossians 3. Read the whole chapter if you get a chance. One of my favorite chapters, but I'm going to skip down to verse 11. Here there is no Gentile or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave or free, but Christ is all and is in all. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace. And be thankful. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom, through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts, and whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. I love this picture of the body of Christ, this picture of the church that we won't reach in this life, but that is the church that God is building. Various colors, various backgrounds brought together and made one. Various skills brought together, made one. We're going to talk next week about the fruit of the Spirit, but here we get that little list here of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. All of those things that we're going to talk about being mark of maturity next week, the way we develop them is by living with one another, by dealing with one another, by challenging one another, by growing with one another, by irritating one another. Basically, that's how we build that set of fruit that we are called to. You don't have these things in isolation. You get these things by developing, by growing alongside of, with the help of, while helping others. We are called to live in community. We are called to be part of community and to make that community better by our presence. With that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, send an email to host at com, or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at com. And thanks so much for listening. I'm Dr. Lauren DeVille, a practicing naturopathic physician in Tucson, Arizona. In my podcast, Christian Natural Health, my guests and I discuss topics ranging from nutrition, sleep, hormone balancing, and exercise to specific health concerns like hair loss, anxiety, and hypothyroidism. I'll also interweave biblical principles as they apply throughout the podcast because true health is body, mind, and spirit. Listen to Christian Natural Health for free at lifeaudio.com or on your favorite podcast platform.